A reading from the first book of Kings. At the mountain of God, Horeb, Elijah came to a cave where he took shelter. Then the Lord said to him, Go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by. A strong and heavy wind was rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a tiny whispering sound. When he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. The word of the Lord. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God proclaims the Lord, for he proclaims peace. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth and justice shall look down from heaven. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and prepare the way of his steps. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I speak the truth in Christ. I do not lie. My conscience joins with the Holy Spirit in bearing me witness that I have great sorrow and constant anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people, my kindred according to the flesh. They are Israelites. There's the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises theirs the patriarchs and from them according to the flesh is the christ who is over all god blessed forever amen the word of the lord thanks be to god
Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, he came toward them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm sure by now most of you have seen the images in the news of the terrible fires that are raging on the island of Maui in Hawaii. Now, one particular town by the name, and I hope I pronounced this right, Lahaina, practically wiped out. When you look, all you see is ashes and ashes, a little bit of concrete and brick rubble poking up here and there, with one exception. Roman Catholic Church by the name of Maria Lanaquila. The church, the rectory, completely untouched. The school, a little bit of singe here and there. But that's all that's left of that entire town. The people took it as a great sign of hope, of God sending them a message. And if we leave the story right there, it's a beautiful story. But look a little deeper, because God's messages almost always have a deeper meaning to them. The name of the church in Hawaiian, Maria Lanakila, means Mary, Our Lady of Victory. And I see a lot of people nodding their heads. You know Our Lady of Victory, right? That was the title given to our Blessed Mother 
by Pope Pius V following the Battle of Lepanto, October 7, 1571. It was a battle in which an incredibly large Muslim uh, force came to conquer the Christians, and this tiny little Christian force defeated them. And the Pope attributed it to the fact that he had asked everyone to pray the rosary, begging for Mary's intercession in the battle. So the church that withstood the fire is named after Our Lady of Victory. And I mention all this because it dovetails very, very well into the message in our gospel today. How many times have you heard people in your life say, you know, I can't believe in a God that would allow, and then they go on and name some horrible thing, some disaster, some death, some illness, the, the, the horrible clerical abuse scandal that's gone on in the church, and they say that's why they've given up their faith, because this horrible thing has happened. I mean, it, it, it's, an, it's an attitude that I think has led to so many people simply stopping coming to church of any sort, Christian, Jewish, even Islamic, just putting it by the wayside. But I'd like you to keep in mind, our Lord himself, when he walked the face of this earth, he came as a member of a country that had been conquered. Their freedoms were whatever the government said they had, okay? He preached to a group of people that mostly didn't understand him. His closest associates abandoned him in his hour of need, and he was executed in one of the most humiliating ways possible, if not the most humiliating way at the time. And yet, and yet, he calls us as good and faithful people to continue to hold on to our faith through trials, through difficulties, through seemingly impossible situations, because they are all a test, a test beyond which lies our path to our eternal reward in heaven, which is, after all, the ultimate goal of our existence. When we look at our gospel passage from today, it starts off by saying, you know, after Jesus had fed the crowd, they're talking about the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. Okay, so Jesus has just fed the crowd of 5,000 people, more or less, and he sends the disciples on his way, on their way, without him. They get in the boat, off they go. It becomes a teaching moment for the disciples. You may not remember this, but I know you know the story. Earlier, almost near the very beginning of Matthew's gospel, he relates another story of the, guy, of the guys, the disciples, all being in the boat with Jesus. Remember, Jesus is sleeping, a big storm comes up, and they wake him up. So they've already seen him demonstrate his divinity by feeding this huge crowd out of almost nothing. They've already been through a storm that he calmed just at his voice. So you'd think that they would have been primed to believe in his protection. Yet when the storm comes up and they see him walking on the waves, they're terrified. Their faith is not quite strong enough yet. Now, Peter, 
Good old Peter, he tries. He's like, Jesus, okay, if that's you, let me, you know, let me come to you. Tell me, come to you. Hops out of the boat. And as long as he's focusing on Jesus, he's doing all right. But as soon as he gets distracted by the storm and takes his focus off of Jesus, he sinks. He looked too hard at the storm and not through it to see the God hidden within like Elijah in our first reading. For Elijah, it wasn't the the wind that made him fear. It wasn't the earthquake. It wasn't the fire. Then he heard the still, small voice, and he hid his face because he knew it was God. Elijah passed his test by looking past the scary events around him. When we look at the lives of the martyrs of the church, I'm talking about all the martyrs, going all the way back from the great Roman persecutions right up to those to this very day who are suffering martyrdom in Africa, in the Middle East, in India, and in China. And yes, folks, this is actually happening today. People are being martyred for the faith in these parts of the world. But when we look at their stories, we see that persevering in faith as they do through the fury of those storms brings God's peace to those who believe. Now, the storms may very well bring about the physical end of life on this earth, but the promise of the reward of faith looms beyond because this world is not our final destination. This is our place of journeying toward our final destination, which is in heaven at the wedding feast of the bridegroom of the church, our Lord Jesus. So let's ask ourselves, can we, like Elijah, like the martyrs, look past the storms in our lives to see God? Or do we get distracted by the storms like like Peter and the others around him? Can we find some time while things are relatively calm to prepare ourselves, to strengthen our faith in prayer, in reading scriptures, here in the Holy Mass, to prepare ourselves better for the storms that will eventually come? And if we have a strong faith, Can we share it with someone who's going through their own storm to be that beacon that shines Christ's light, Christ's peace into their life? Can we forgive ourselves for those times when we have faltered, either in deed or in faith? And can we go ask the Lord for a second chance in the sacrament of confession? Now today when our Lord is made present here on the altar, I'd like to ask you to pay particular attention to what's known as the fracturing rite. Father will elevate the host, break it, separate it. He takes a little piece of the consecrated host that is the body of our Lord, and he drops it into the chalice containing the precious blood that was spilled for us, thereby reuniting the body and the blood, a symbol of the resurrection of our Lord after the storm of his passion. 
So let us not lose our faith just because God allows a few storms into our lives. But rather, let us rejoice that we have a God that walks with us through the storms. God love you.